Oh, hey, Fuko. Yes, Josh. You know what really what uh, gets me wetter than a Texas thunderstorm? What's that, Josh? A good P-Brock, which I don't know any. <laughs> Obviously. Because <laughs> you put an E-doubling in there. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Did you hear that, Doogie? He put an E-doubling in there. Uh, but you know, you, know what's, uh, you know what's been helping me learn? What's that? The introduction to P-Brock course. Uh, Ooh, on, Dojo University. On a, on a website, on a website that our guest, Mr. Andrew Douglas, here uh, happens to own and manage and operate. But before we get into that, hello everyone. My name is Josh. You're listening to the Chain Rant Podcast. With me, as always, is my bearded co-host, Mr. Andy Fuco. That's me. Listeners can. Oh, this is an explicit show, by the way. So uh, we're gonna swear, even even with Doogie on, and we might even get Doogie to swear a bit. We'll see. We'll see what we can. We're gonna we upset can, him so yeah, much. Yeah, we'll see if we can frustrate him a little <laughs> bit. Um, let, let's let's piss off your boss today. But if uh, <laughs> but if you're, your home, if you're at home, if you're at home, just so you know, it's an explicit show. So I'm gonna give you five seconds to listen. To nothing else. That's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck. 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 <laughs> Listeners can review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts, I don't know, wherever you're listening. You can send us emails and voicemails to be played on air. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and if you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Chanarant store at Chanarant.com. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash Chanarant. For $5 a month, you get access to the vast majority of our live stream shows, for better or for worse. And <laughs> <laughs> please invite and share with your friends. Andy, do you want to introduce our guest today? Uh, if I have to, uh, coming, coming. Can I get some background music? That'd be really like no, epic. No. You, you want to get like, a little, <laughs> little, little reverb? A little reverb would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. So coming to us all the way from the depths of upstate New York, uh, the one, the only, the man who loves to piss off anybody in his association, Doogie Douglas. Woo! <laughs> fanfare, fanfare. I think everybody at home is clapping for you, Andrew. It really is the uh, the depths because I'm uh, literally six feet underground here in my basement right now. <laughs> hey, at least you're allowed to have basements out there. We we can't even have them here, for the most part. Is it because of the scorpions? It's uh, well, I mean, I mean, I have a basement, but I'm pretty sure it was dug out illegally, and it is the scariest place on earth. Oh God, you you have a basement in this house, and it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, it's the it's, spiders, right? It's spiders, spiders, scorpions, everything. Oh my God, when I <laughs> when I was renovating this place when I first moved in, and I had to uh, like climb, go through the basement, climb under the crawl space, like to get underneath here to do the plumbing mm-hmm. for the kitchen because it was all jacked up. I <laughs> I literally had like spiders and scorpions at gunpoint. I was like, you, <laughs> you back off, you. Stay away from me, you bitches. <laughs> that was like, I, that was like. I a, remember an episode where you where you went into depth on this and it was horrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I went into depth on it because Fusco's terrified of bugs. Yes, big time. So am I, by the way. I was, I had to have two pairs of underpants on. For, so the difference for is that. you went under anyway and I would never have done it. I'd, well, yeah, I mean. I would have paid somebody. Yeah, I'm not gonna, well, one, I was poor. I'm still poor, but I was poorer then. <laughs> And two, like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let some eight-legged freaks tell me where I can and can't <laughs> crawl around in my house. <clears throat> but yeah, some of them I did have to kill with a hatchet. Good, yeah. Shoe was not gonna do it. <laughs> so how you doing, bud? How's that quarantine life treating you? Uh, it's all right, you know. It's it's a it's like a simple essentialist kind of life. So. Well, so you yeah, have, it's pretty you good. have the added benefit of while you do you do have you know your office that you work from, uh, the nature of your work means you can do it kind of from anywhere, just with less comfort, I suppose. Yeah, that's absolutely one hundred percent correct. 
especially on the less comfort. Well, plus, uh, you, I mean, yeah. you got the kids yelling at you all day, right? You don't get that quiet oh, time man. at the office at 6 in the morning? That's right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my wife has to work, too, so we're we're both, like, attempting to be productive, but it's a struggle. But, you know, but it's also interesting. I mean, we save a lot of money because the kids aren't going to daycare, so. There you go. Not driving around. You know. not, <laughs> I saw a funny meme that said, uh, not I'm, going out to all those expensive gay nightclubs you like to frequent. <laughs> There's a great me- great meme exactly that says, right. uh, hey, I'm getting three weeks to the gallon. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, but uh, that one cracked me up. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah. only, that's only because I'm the only reason I'm not is because my truck gets about 1.2 miles per gallon, maybe. I don't like, like I have to I have to have a gas can just pouring into it <laughs> as, as I drive, drive down the road. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, reminds me of the automatic Christmas tree watering system my dad rigged up one year. We had a particularly thirsty tree, you know, so uh, so it watered itself pretty. It's pretty good. It's, you know, I could picture that thing attached to your truck. <laughs> Did you have a particularly creative dad with house uh, chores and stuff like that? Um, no, no. I mean, um, not like no. He wasn't like a super creative nerd dad, but like yeah, he the automatic tree watering thing that was like. You know, that was a big one. We have those uh, everywhere in Vegas. They're just called they're sprinklers. Yeah, it's called, it's called me out with a hose. Yeah, they have it. <laughs> it's me with a hose drinking a beer at 9 a.m. watering my fucking trees because nothing matters well, anymore. Yeah. I'm talking about the ones in the summertime that water us. Oh, there you go. At the That's right. Well, outside, I mean, so. <laughs> there aren't as many Mexicans in uh, in New York. You know, so <laughs> no, you guys it. got the Cubans in them. So, so what you're saying is if I <laughs> was standing outside a Lowe's or a Home Depot in New York looking for work, I'd have a better chance than I've had so far here in Vegas. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> you I'll, know, go, I'll go where the spiders are, man. <laughs> you know, funny enough, this is a odd side story. I, I don't think I ever met a Mexican in my life till I moved to Vegas. Really? Mm-hmm. That that doesn't surprise me though. There can't be a lot of. Well, I that's mean, not true for me. Yeah. Well, did you traveled as a kid though? Right. You traveled. Well, I uh, so I lived I lived with a Mexican for an entire year Wait. when I was thirteen. Oh, like up at your uh, at what's his name school? The what's it called? Uh, yeah, at at St. Andrews. Uh, yeah. um, I'm not I'm not sure if it's still the case, but Mexican rich Mexican families used to send um, their sons to boarding school in Canada, you know, to learn English for oh, one nice. year. So did they play pipes? Javier? If you're out there listening, uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Yeah, he miss he misses you. He misses you, Javier. <laughs> Craigslist missed connection. <laughs> but it's pretty much like it's pretty much what you would expect. There was one guy, so the Mexicans would come, but just for one year, and then they'd they would go home and do whatever. But uh, but it's pretty much what you would expect. There were one or two who stayed for several years, if not all the way through to the end of high school. Uh, but like, you could probably guess why, which is they were hiding from, you know, <laughs> or they they were basically they were basically there so that they wouldn't be kidnapped because. Because they um, came from rich families. That was that was like a real thing. Like kidnapping, kidnapping rich Mexican sons is a real thing, and uh, there is more than more than one Mexican there that that was like their deal. That's why they were there. Wow. So potential revenue opportunity for Chanarant. What's that? Just exactly. Start, just start kidnapping rich Mexican kids from Canada. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted to house them for a fee. Okay, you uh, went a totally different direction. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I don't want to house them unless they're going. The thing is. You know, I, I don't have enough room here. The thing <laughs> is, though, I, most people, most people are not really ready to 
play that kind of ball. You know, like if you're gonna kidnap that kid, you, you're that you're in. You know, oh, yeah. I don't think you're getting out. What do they eat? The I'm assuming it's just like uh, I'm assuming kids just eat like what chocolate milk and gummy bears or something. Like I, I don't have a kid, so what do you got to do to keep them alive? Yeah. Besides, uh, you avoid, like, you're also going to have to have like you got to water it. <laughs> like what do you do with children? <laughs> well, you're also going to need a you're also going to need a sizable army because, you know, well, they're going to come after you. They're coming for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm no I'm no post CrossFit Andrew Douglas, but I got my left army and my right army. You know what I mean? They're fairly sizable. It's been it's been quarantine push up season. <laughs> How That's you, good. You're probably probably doing better than me. I'm about to say, how, how's how's the uh, how's the fitness going, my dude? I've been dabbling, but uh, I can't really I can't really stay committed to it without the social uh, reinforcement aspect. I, I think. You know. You know that's uh, that's a good uh, transition into. Do you think that's the same thing happening in piping? People are struggling because of the lack of social part of that. I think that. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably part of it, yeah. I mean, not everybody seems to be struggling so far. I mean, um, the dojo, I mean, the dojo class sizes have doubled in size while everybody's been at home. And nobody's really missing. No one's really gone AWOL, so, you know, um, so not everybody's struggling. But I think pipe bands are struggling, yeah, because the, I think the social element is really let's face it, like the only reason the bulk of our membership are, are participating to begin with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I see a lot of bands out there floating around Facebook or wherever, and they're putting pictures of their, like, essentially their social hour. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're not they're, even they're really practicing. Calls. They're just talking mm-hmm. to each other. And, uh, like, I was, I was thinking about this. Like, maybe that's a thing we should do. Although, I don't want to do it yet. Like, I want to... Wait till people are really desperate? No, no. I want to wait till you're really desperate. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm close yet. Like, I'm going to wait... <laughs> I'm gonna wait until Fuko misses his band. Oh, that's gonna take. That could take a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then schedule a, like a social Zoom with everybody. <laughs> I was thinking about that. We have not done that yet, but a lot of other bands have. And I'm like, no, no. See, I, I, this is a this I is a I good. <laughs> this is a good detox. Remember, remember, I was talking like a few months ago about like how I think I might just like after this competition season just take a sabbatical mm-hmm. and just like just take a minute like you know, focus on some solo playing, get like, get enthusiastic again and then come back. So I'm just not a crotchety fuck all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember this. Uh, here we go, man. This I guess is it's it. forced this is my sabbatical. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I was actually talking to Aussie broad about this and, uh, Andrew, you, you may, uh, chime in if you, if you have any comments on this, but she, we were talking about, for her, she was saying this has been brilliant. Cause like, she just came to realize how incredibly overwhelmed and she's an ever say no person. Yeah. Which, and to a certain extent I am as well. Oh, I feel your pain. And she was like, isn't this great? Like, like I'm so caught up. Like I was actually bored for the first time in my life <laughs> or at least years. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Like it's definitely in a way relaxing. Cause now I have nowhere to be. I played, I played <laughs> like, video games for the first time in like six months. It was amazing. I was thinking about it yesterday, yesterday or two days ago. I was like, man, if, if everything was normal, I would be insanely stressed out and angry right about now because it's a week before the yeah, it's Vegas before games. When the Vegas games were gonna be <laughs> like everybody sucks, fuck everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's coming to practice. It's a yeah. week before the games. Where are you, motherfuckers? <laughs> so I, I don't know. You you feeling that at yeah. all, Andrew? Like that? A hundred percent. There's a there's a really cool book called Essentialism. I don't know, Josh. You're like a small business nerd. You've probably heard of it. Yes. Uh, but uh, I have not read I, it. Though. You know, I read. 
I read that book a few months ago, and so I, I've already been working on just kind of, uh, you know, whittling down the non-essential because, yeah, I'm terrible with that. It's not so much I'm a yes man, like I don't, uh, maybe I am a little bit, um, but I, I'm comfortable saying no to people, but I, I just have big shiny object syndrome to the max. So yeah, I, yeah, like I would I'm describe. All, I'm always taking on new things. I would describe and, um, you as less and, of a yes man, except for like you're very much a yes man to yourself. Like when you're right, like, you're right, like, wait, exactly. what is this? What is this new? What is this new platform? What is this new thing? Like, I should go way down a rabbit hole on this. <laughs> yeah, like, and and I had that experience uh, early on in the in the in the sort of situation. Probably, jeez, uh, at least a dozen people reached out to me, you know, wanting me to help them do like an online competition, or like this, that, or the other thing, you know, because obviously people reach out to me when they're interested in online education type stuff and all that. And so I had a big string where I just told people no, like, you know, uh, wisely, because, uh, man, everybody and their uncle is doing that now, which is cool, it's fine, but it's like, you know. Not, not uh, for yeah, you. You, yeah. It, it, It's interesting, yeah. Like I've been, we've been working on actually cleaning out the basement in our house a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit, and you know, just kind of actually getting back to basics, which is good, I think. So, would you say you feel less dickish, and and with also the, with, the, with the vacation? Also, if you clean out the basement, did you throw out the sex swing or just sell it? <laughs> uh, we uh, threw it out. There's a there's a dumpster dive in, there's a d- dumpster diver somewhere that's you know having a good evening. I think, <laughs> with... Like, man, this hammock really pinches my nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like in the best way. <laughs> so uh, I'm interested, you know, in multiple things going on. Obviously, the fact that I'm assuming you guys have business booming uh, in your classes and people, oh, yeah. people, because I, I went on the site for the first time in a very long time. Well, not a very long time, but I think it was probably since like the most recent upgrade. And it's fucking dope, man. Like, you know, I hate to give credit, but. <laughs> I was on there for like an hour and I was like, this is fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a video game now. It, it, it's he, pretty, he uh, has it, gamified it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty slick. I, I, I have to hand it to myself. It's really, really. <laughs> outstanding. Um, you coded all that yourself, huh? <laughs> um, well, I put it all together myself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a web guy. Uh, his name is John, the web guy. And uh, don't Google that. That's not his real name. Uh, but uh, you know, so he helped me with a couple of the nuts and bolts. But yes, I uh, it's actually I, I actually did, Josh. No, it's it's pretty I sweet, it man. Uh, I I was enjoying it. I uh, started the as we mentioned at the beginning of the show. I started the intro to Pbrock class. I didn't learn much yet. Apparently. I didn't learn much. Well, I I had to, it took me uh, you know forty five minutes to get through the fucking intro and disclaimers. <laughs> That's true. Andrew does like to tell the story about himself over and over again. But I but I. I will. <laughs> I will say this though. I actually enjoyed it. It gave me background. It, it, I never knew the P Rock Society existed, so it, it showed me some cool resources and things. No, some of the I've heard. Okay, so one of the. Can I just of, stop you? Can I just stop you right there? Hold that thought. Sure. So, the P Rock course at Dojo U that I put together uh, is by far the best P Rock resource on planet Earth. Okay, you can continue now. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard him say this before. You can, and you can get a one dollar <laughs> premium test drive by going to channerant.com/suckless. Exactly. 
So <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is uh, one of the side effects of this thing, which I think maybe, Andrew, maybe you were ready for it. I definitely wasn't, but we've been way busier than we ever expected, I think. But also the transition to the new site and the fact that people are bored at home, they're submitting shit like yeah. crazy. And it, a lot of the classes require you to submit like recordings of yourself doing this, that, whatever. Uh, and it's like, holy moly, like it's coming in fast and furious. Like, and it never was like that before. I'll tell you, this is one of the, we, we could get it done in a couple days. This, pretty is, this is one of the things that I was interested <laughs> in asking both of you guys, because I saw, I was like, oh, like, you know, you record and you submit and within a couple days, like you'll get feedback from an instructor. And I'm like, these guys gotta be fucking slammed right now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's not even a couple days. I mean, we've been, uh, I, you know, I clear the inbox at least once a day. So, uh, but yeah, so it's a, Really cool new aspect of the new site. Uh, it's it's actually and it's really really working well. But yeah, I, I had to get up this morning and uh, I did thirty assignments this morning. God <laughs> it was like I do them pretty fast. You know, luckily I, I type fast and I, you know, I, I know what I'm what I want to say and everything. Sure. I got in there and uh, but like yeah, I didn't do that many yesterday. Might have done a couple in the morning and yet in twenty four hours we had thirty. Um, 30 submissions. Some people are just a little trigger happy, like yes, definitely. You know, like they'll do the entire fingerwork fundamentals submissions, all of them in one day, um, and so that'll be. <laughs> I have one of my guys you know, that like admitted to me in class the other day. He's like, yeah, I did like I did like 10 daily doses at once. I'm like, please, please don't do that. <laughs> just give uh, us one uh, a day. <laughs> Michael something, right? Michael Brandt. Yeah. That's oh, him. I'm going. <laughs> I, you guys don't realize oh. I'm going to go through at the starting at zero, the very beginner, beginner course and yeah. i'm gonna submit everything <laughs> that's fine man you'll learn something i guarantee you you'll learn something but like the thing for me and this is this is how i know that. that this is how i know doogie is sick in the fucking head right <laughs> because could you imagine could you imagine like waking up at 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning ignoring ignoring your uh raging boner Pouring yourself. Well, his wife ignores the yeah. raging boner <laughs> i mean your wife ignore your raging boner because she's one sleeping uh <laughs> Pouring yourself a cup of coffee and be like, you know what I'm going to do? You know what gets me ready ready to go in the morning? I'm going to listen to two and a half hours of people fiddly fucking through two fours. Like, <laughs> not even that. They're doing like simple. I, I mean, I don't know what like, assignments we're in today, but. Like you have described <laughs> my hell. <laughs> well, this there's is what, a few tricks that there's a few tricks that make it not quite that bad. But yeah, it's um, not that painful. But yeah, dude, I, I just didn't want to have 79 of them on Monday morning. So I had to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So the other thing that was interesting is, and this relates to what Josh actually going through some of this stuff and learning something is I've had a couple people comment to me that they're, they're going through all this stuff. They're going through finger work fundamentals. One of them who's a reasonably experienced player went through the, um, how to strike in course that you did that you posted relatively recently. And she's like, Oh my God, I had no idea about the high A thing and I didn't know about the this and that and the this and that and she's just telling me all these I'm like how, how do you not know this you've been a dojo student for you, you've never seen this before and she's like just blown away by like the little details you learn because she's got the time to do it or these people have the time I mean there's numerous people going through this that are like holy shit I'm doing this I never knew blah 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 yeah I did I did an hour and a mm-hmm. half of lessons online on uh, Tuesday and wanted to kill myself uh, it it was super fun Although I did <laughs> you mean teaching. Yeah, teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Although I did I did come up with some uh some new exercises that I think I'm gonna roll out to people in the in the band that don't know how to do basic shit. I, I have never okay. Until <laughs> until I started working with people one on one, 
I had no idea, like, the one simple thing that they never learned that is fucking them up totally overall. Which is what? Well, just different. It's different for most people. Oh, but, like, okay. like I, was talking to, I was talking to one of our players who, like, <clears throat> fundamentally does not know where the beat goes in a tune based on the time signature. Just was playing by ear, mm-hmm. essentially. Hmm. Uh, couldn't right, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely yeah. right. And so, like, he's like, yeah, I, I really, I, like, I really struggled with the metronome. And I was like, well, do you know where the beat goes? In the music, and he's like, "No, I don't." He really. couldn't draw like where the yeah, beats and that's really? so. Oh so I was, I was like, "I was like, I was like, really?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Why have you never tell told me someone this, this? Is so I can kill this person?" <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, literally take. I was like, take your music out. I told him, I was like, your assignment for this week before Tuesday, which I still haven't received it by the way. I was like, your assignment for this week is take your fucking music for. I think we were working the MSR mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Take your music. Take a fucking pencil. Not a pen, because you're going to get it wrong. <laughs> you take a pencil, <laughs> and I want you to mark where you think the beat is on every all measure through, all, the way through. all through the entire tune. I want you to take a picture of it with your phone. I want you to send it to me, and I will I will correct it from there. Okay, interesting. Because I'm just like I'm like I cannot believe, and it's you know it's one of those things we talked about this on the Joe Brady episode uh, too. But it's one of those things that we run into where it's like everyone is at such different levels, mm-hmm. and like I'm kind of I'm kind of new to having to like take over take over like working with people and i'm just like i don't know what the fuck you know i don't know what the fuck you don't know like how far back do i have to go into your musical education to figure this out i mean i had one guy i i had when i was working with one of our new new guys before quarantine that was like yeah i don't really know how to read music and i'm like are you kidding me right now <laughs> it's like just write the let write the note underneath each one go through and just i mean wait 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 couldn't tell you the name of the don't note do based on the yeah really yeah who uh, uh, sign language it to me. <laughs> it starts with this letter. Is that it? It's a P. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, even that did it, I even did it backwards to me so you can oh, yeah. fucking read it. Well, I was trying to interpret it like, is he doing it backwards? Or no, not? I did it like that for you. But uh, so, Doogie, like, going back to what you guys were talking about, no, like, the basic shit is still important. I. I'm fully intending to just do it all because I'm a glutton for achievements. If my Xbox profile has <laughs> says anything shown, about yeah. you, absolutely. Trust me, you don't you don't do solo legendary on Halo Reach <laughs> if you're for not nothing. A, if you're not a masochist. <laughs> Doogie has no idea what you're talking about right now. He's too busy. I uh, do. I know exactly. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I uh, my buddy Matt McCarthy, who's also a great piper, we used to play Halo a lot and. Oh. We made it pretty far in legendary, although kind of like as a, it was like dual legendary, though, if that makes sense. That helps sometimes. Sometimes it's a sometimes it's a hindrance, and uh, sometimes it's a help. <laughs> I, but I wasn't really like yeah, like I wasn't really. He was the master relative to me, but uh, but I I do know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, good, good. That shit's See? hard, man. <laughs> I tried it once. I'm like, nah, fuck this. I, I, I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it snowed a lot where I, I'm I'm a, cool. I can. I'm respectable. I'm respectable at Halo, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's what? worth going through. And like, I don't want this. I don't want this whole episode to be just sucking the Piper's Dojo's dick. Like, well, it is not that. I mean, it's a good. It's a good fucking platform, and I think now is like the best time. Well, what I find remarkable is now that people have, and beyond the whether it's good or bad or not, people have the time to put into these things. Granted, normally this might take two years for them to learn this kind of stuff. They're doing it in, well, I mean, they're granted, through. They're, they're at least understanding the concepts within weeks instead of years. They can't execute it because the fingers are always behind the brain, theoretically. But but they're learning a hell of a lot because they're 
they got nothing else to do, which is great. <laughs> great for us. <clears throat> I do notice also that the dojo in general, our students have improved over the last couple of years, at least in that I've noticed. And Andrew, you may have noticed this for years. I don't know, but they're they're definitely getting better. But now they're really starting to clamp down. Like I, it's kind of remarkable sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I thought this person sucked. They're actually not that bad. You know, like, oh yeah, I'm, we I'm we work lot, uh, really. we work we work true miracles at the dojo. Like the <laughs> um the it's it's like anything. You know, it's like <laughs> athletics. I don't think we're helping. We're not helping many people get from like. Uh, collegiate level to crushing it in the NBA, but we're helping a lot of people go from zero, really pretty damn decent. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 really incredible. It's actually why I still do this. It's because it it really works. And so yeah, I think it's really. I don't think I don't think Alex Gandy is going to come on the dojo and and we're going to help him get to the next level. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But. Um, but I mean, Josh. I mean, we we can help turn your career around. You know? Oh Josh, yeah, man. Keep I, like, I definitely, I definitely need it because uh, you know my band's not competing, so I got to focus on my solo career now. Actually, I well, we started uh, the on the new site. We started to collect uh, before yeah. recordings because, like, you take a person like Sue Kennedy. I think she's a fan of the show. She is. Um, her uh, now she has some background in music, but her development has been absolutely unreal Remarkable. it's un, it's unbelievable and and i you know sometimes i've asked her like where did you learn how to play she's like 100 percent dojo i'm like that's fucking yes yeah, she's right i noticed the exact same thing. <laughs> well and it's also like the thing that i've always like the way that i've always thought about the dojo was like you said it's not it's not so much about getting you from uh you know grade two to grade one or grade three to grade two but, or when you're looking like a like a like an athletics, uh, you know, Analogy. kind of comparison, you're not going from collegiate to to pro, but you'll get the fuck off the couch, like, <laughs> and you'll be pretty good. Like, you know, if you can if you can yeah. get on a scale of ten, varsity maybe. Like on a scale <laughs> of ten, if you can get from like a one to a four, that's a long way, man. Like that's pretty good. But that doesn't. Let's not discount. And I want to ask Andrew about this because we have so many students. At least the ones that are active are generally lower level, right? Beginners to intermediate, roughly. You know, grade four ish and below, roughly. But like we don't, or at least they're not actively engaged. Like in the say, going from four to three to two ish range, right? And we know, like, is there? Mm -hmm. What do you think the dojo can do for people like that? That why and why aren't they engaged in that? Do you think? Uh, well, you know, I think there, it's like it's an ego thing, right? I mean, bagpiping is is like all about that. But look at somebody like Roberta Hayworth as well. I mean, uh, she she is a fantastic player. She would have been uh, she would have been an excellent player in Orin Moore. Like I wish I had known about her sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, she so and and she she didn't start that way. But you know, the reason the dojo works so well is because it works so well you know it's the exact it's the exact same system we used to build or and more up it's the exact same system I used to like you know uh, at least thus far be able to plug myself in well with Inverary when I go over there right it's it's just making sure people understand what uh, what the fundamental basics actually are and just kind of peeling back all those subjectivity layers and just being able to do it so you know, um, that's what we do. Most people are kind of hooked on the, 
um, on who's on who specifically is teaching them, which is cool. Like there's, oh my, this God. isn't about there's so many about other name droppers teachers. and bagpiping, uh, man. <laughs> oh, the, oh, you're talking and about this, that kind of hooked. No, people that like to say, oh well, Bruce, Gan- I work with Bruce Candy, and I blah blah blah. Like, oh my God, enough. <laughs> the name dropping. Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> But like, you know, uh, and that's just it. And, and Bruce Gannon is an outstanding teacher, but it's like, you know, yeah, that was uh, no slight of him. but I then what, but then what it's like, no matter who you work with, right. You still have to take the ball and run with it and you have to be able to d- deliver somehow. Um, and that, that, that could be difficult. It doesn't matter if the Maharashi Shima is your <laughs> yoga teacher. Like unless you actually put it into a, practice it doesn't make a fucking well, difference. I, I wasn't talking so much about the name dropping hooked so much as like the drive cross country in a diaper type hooked <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's not go there well there's, there's always that <laughs> let's, uh, wave off wave off uh, <laughs> ding so speaking of the fact that you get to plug into Enverary, like when when you just show up over there uh, i mean according to ross miller who says like you know it, you know when andrew just fucking shows up like a king and just drops in like uh uh, did you hear that episode, by the way, when Ross was on? I did not, but if he said that, I'll actually maybe listen to your shit show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, it's called bu- Shit Show. It's uh, There's no space. Yeah, no space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ross was busting your balls about just showing up whenever you wanted. <laughs> Granted, we didn't, um, we didn't egg him uh, on or nothing. Yeah, you know, I feel, I do, I, I feel insecure about it, and the irony is, like, the irony is those guys like Ross and those guys are amazing players, right? But they're there twice a week busting their balls all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the irony is I, I wish I was able to do that. You know, that's kind of, I do kind of like Josh was saying, like I'm a little bit messed up in the head and I do really like that grind. So, so I feel kind of like insecure and bummed out about that, you know, for most of the year. Cause I wish I was there. Um, sure. so, Anyway, well, you like I the just grind. Try at, to, do you like the grind at the grade one level and not the grade three level, though? Um, well, the grade it's like yeah, that's exactly correct. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was the, say there is a difference. It's, when, it's not the grade three level that bothers me. Like I would be really, really happy to grind at any level. Uh, it's the grade three mentality that yes, bothers me. Exactly. Um, you know, that's the that's the issue, and it's like you know, if if everybody in the grade three band had had a good mentality which is that they enjoy grinding and working hard on their playing I would have a blast I'm probably which it's unrealistic it's never gonna happen that's why it's grade three right mm-hmm. but if it if it was somehow magically like that I don't think I would I don't think I would go uh, overseas to play I, I don't think I would because uh, that sounds great but it's just you know that's the challenge with the grade three is the mentality and and I love everybody in the band they're my buds but the uh, but they'll be the uh, they could tell you what I'm like at practice. It's like it's we gotta you know, go. It's difficult. Can I can, I, can you co- uh, connect me with Pat? I need to talk to him again. Have, have him come on. <laughs> I want to know what Andrew's really. Well, I I'm mean, actually, I've seen it. I've been I'm actually there, but... interested in this. So when I'm I'm kind of pulling some context clues here. But is the grade three mentality that y'all are referring to like uh, uh, my shit don't stink, so I don't have to put the work in or. Mm. I don't think it's a. Mm, I don't. No, some shit don't no. stink. It's just. Like, it's the same mentality we deal with, where people are just sort of there, just there. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know. I, I think each band is different. I think there can be that kind of stuff in bands, 
there's not going to be any of that in a band that I'm in charge of because, like, generally speaking, there's nobody that's going to show up that's going to be able to pull that shit on me. You know, like, like, oh, you're that great. Okay. Like, let's hear you play that and let's, you know, let's have a nice careful listen to if you can actually do that. So, <laughs> so we don't really have that. We don't really have that. But we, you know, it's just, in our band, it's the, it's the just sort of, it's the idea that the band should be fun. You know, that fun is the top priority maybe, you know, and uh, and that's a big issue because people don't want to go hard, go home and work hard and make sacrifices on behalf of their playing and on behalf of the band because the band's supposed to be fun. I think that's probably the biggest issue we have. I think that's probably, exactly the same yeah, I think that's time. all, like, I think that's lower grade bands too. Like, we deal with a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what it is. It's a lower, it's a lower grade mentality, right? It's like, you know, it's, um, or it's I like you, you get gotta, that. You got to adjust your mindset to where what you consider fun is not playing like shit. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's fun for me. I enjoy it when it sounds good. This is the big difference we've dealt with where people have fun just being there and we have fun by playing maybe not good music, but at least better when it, than when it clicks. Music, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it clicks, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm, I'm now having a good time. You know, it's fun for me playing with other musicians that at least semi take it seriously and then practice before they get there. And then we kind of know what we're doing when we get there and it, it may, okay, maybe it's not perfect or whatever, but we know at but least everyone's the working. Music. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I mean like that's a whole different, let's not a go whole, down a whole different road. thing. Well, I mean, it ties, <laughs> I, I would say like a good parallel, right? So, uh, like when you're playing in a fucking rock band, which we have both done. Yeah. You currently all three of us. Yeah. Like all three of us, like there's like four people, man. Everybody's got to know their shit and everyone wants to like make, and maybe it's just because like practices and gigs are so infrequent in that scene where maybe you like focus more on like getting it right. Or maybe it's just, you're more passionate about it. I don't really know what happens there, but like you learn your shit. I've, that's interesting. Cause I've been in, in Vegas, I've been, what, three, maybe four bands. Well, not counting you and me, because that was always kind of a joke thing, yeah. but we did it just for, just to jam together. Still, still rock. But I've been in, like, three semi-serious bands, if you will. And one, only one of them, one of the three had one person, maybe two, that kind of was, like, didn't obviously practice in between, didn't really know what they were doing. And I, I got just as annoyed at them. I just didn't make it vocal because I wasn't in charge, yeah. as I do in Pipe Band, where the other two bands I play in are all of them are very serious and are well prepared every time. But I think it's because they're all, there's less opportunity for schmuckness. But, yeah. and then those people filter out pretty quick and rock bands. It's way like, if you don't want to like playing with somebody, you just don't fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just over. Like, yeah. It's different than like pipe bands. Cause it's like, this is all you got. You're well, like, also you have the advantage of being in Las Vegas where the drummer is the prettiest girl at the bar because <laughs> there's no fucking drummer. <laughs> like, like, a good drummer is impossible to find. Like a good drummer is the rarest thing. A good bass player is the second rarest I thing. Bass is important. Yeah. And then uh, guitarists and singers, dime a dozen. There's a thousand big, of them. Big time. Yeah. Well, except for my other band, which can't find a singer to save our lives. But <laughs> well, we haven't. We'll, we'll get. There. I tried, man, but I just made too many dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, you, you took it. You were you wanted to be like Steel Panther, and we wanted to be serious. <laughs> It's always, it's always fun going to a rehearsal and it's like, uh, yeah, we're just going to play one of our tunes and you should make up words. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> well, make up melody. That's what really what we wanted to hear. But that's kind of what it is, man. When you, if you're like, I've been in like, uh, quote unquote real music situations because I studied drums in high school and college and stuff. 
And like you show up to an audition and they're like, oh, guess what? It's improv time. Like there's always that improv part of the audition, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, and in piping, that doesn't really happen, I don't think, because everything's so well. Prepared. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so regimented. But like in every other well, form and, of music, everybody's so desperate. Everybody's so there's no real like if pipe bands did auditions, they'd be so much better. But you need players so bad that we all skip that part of the process. Like we might have an audition, but it's not really, is it? Did you just dump Red Bull into your whiskey? I did. I'm trying to get them both down before this ends. Are you making tiger's blood right now? <laughs> I'm making have mostly tiger's blood. No, I think that's an important point. Like you really don't have to audition to hang around a band, right? Like like so we a pipe so, band, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. we do a we do an audition for uh for like kilted. Getting a kilt, yeah, yeah, like you get kilted and you actually go out and play stuff after you pass like the lowest possible bar. Which, by the way, <laughs> I'm just gonna make. I'm gonna make every single member of our band retake that yeah, test because really yeah. as soon as someone tells me they're not really sure they know Bonnie Dundee, I want to throw a knife at their face, <laughs> like uh, Call of Duty style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that actually, we call that we call that Josh McEachern style. The McEacherns were doing it long before Call of Duty. This brings on a good point, and Andrew, you could tell me to wave off if we've gone away from this, but the ten thousand pipers concept. That the, okay. The dojo has promoted, and we've sort of backed off on it lately. I think I don't really know what that means. You kind of know, but I haven't really. I, you know, you know the details, but not the grand scheme. So, Andrew, do you want to talk about like what I have that the, means? I have the micro view. Yeah, you're the micro view about w- what your um, what your thought on that was and what that means. It's de- it's definitely like kind of in a holding pattern right now because none of us are you know none of us are able to make any pipers right now. Really, I'd be surprised. If uh, anyone cranking out brand new students, but well, yeah, that- it's just the it's just the idea that um, you know it's the idea that we have to if we really want to be successful, we have to start making new players, which is kind of a difficult thing to do. Uh, but you know, one of the things that the dojo is going to get involved in uh, moving forward when uh, logistics kind of clear up a little bit is just helping bands. Uh, successfully create new players and create uh, a correct pipe band structure that's sustainable that um, actually sets people up for you know to be able to be successful so that's one of the big projects that the dojo is kind of it's kind of like a it's going to be a five to ten year you know it it has that kind of scope to it because it takes a little bit of time and patience but uh, but it's really not rocket science, and so you know we've been talking quite a bit about that. Like I kind of, you know, and, and what I'd like to do is create, you know, ten thousand new pipers in the USA in the next ten years, um, and even if eight thousand of them never get beyond a parade band, um, that still puts two thousand great pipers in the, you know, in, in our communities and helping to raise the level and and move things forward. So. Um, yeah, that was, so yeah, that's something, that's something we're looking huge. at. Yeah. yeah, he's he's stealing our tactics, man. Not our, at all. Our whole tactic was make a cult. Oh well, okay. <laughs> the cult of bagpipes, absolutely. Yeah, like like I've been, you know, I I the whole Chanarain philosophy I just stole from uh, Scientology, man. I just want <laughs> like well, even if even if eighty percent of your band or eighty percent of your new students become parade members, that's that's it's numbers. That's eighty awesome. percent of people yeah. that can help raise money. Yeah, that's for numbers. the organization, regardless by doing events, so which we struggle with. Every band struggles with constantly to get numbers to show up to events. So we should adopt the. And by the way, um, style of like army recruiters. You know, 
80% of people, 80% of people when they learn the pipes, that's what they envision piping being all about, by the way. Absolutely. It out there. That's a, so, exactly how I joined. Like, oh, I'm going to plan a parade. That's so cool. And then I realized I hate parades and I never want to do it again. <laughs> but that was, took me 10 well, years to figure that out. That's actually good insight though. Like I, I didn't know that. Like I, I am so, I'm so far away from when I started and why and whatever. So far. So different. And I don't work with new people very often. So I'm just like, what the fuck do you mean you don't want to play in a, in a, a grade two band. contest? Like what? <laughs> yeah, right? Like we lose sight of that very often and that's a bad thing. And I do it. I'm guilty as hell. Cause I'm of like doing that same thing. And yeah. I, I forgot my path and my path was luck in a way, but like I, I wanted to play amazing grace and fucking play in a parade like everybody else. And I, I wa- didn't even, I want to play in a corn or whatever, like that inspired me, yeah. whatever it was. And I'm like, but then it like it grabbed me later, but it took me a couple of years for it to grab me. And I, I try to push people on that immediately. Unlike, unlike your priest, it took you a couple of years <laughs> before it grabbed you. Yeah. Uh, um, let me ask you, like, I mean, I think some of the, some of the things that inspire me are like, you know, take a look at the NFL. You guys got an NFL team coming to town here. Absolutely. Eventually. Well, yeah, well, we'll, maybe, see. Uh, we'll see. I bet everyone's glad we spent all our money them, on building a fucking stadium right now. That's not going to be used yet. <laughs> But like if if you want to make it to the NFL, is there any question where you would begin? Mm, no. I would have to be black. Well, that's not true at all. No, there's definitely white people. You would have to start insanely young. Probably. But like how do you do it? How do you do it? It's really really easy. The answer is like super easy. It's called Pop Warner football, right? Pop Warner, absolutely. Well, I don't know. They don't call that's it that whatever. out here, but yeah. <laughs> but yes. but like you just like, but like the local football team, right? There's like whatever you're doing to learn, and the same goes for hockey, and the same goes for baseball. Absolutely, little league, right? Little league, yeah. Like the the system is organically built in uh, to society, and that's why yeah, you but... know uh, profession. But uh, but like that's that's what uh, that's what piping needs to be too. Yeah, but it's you like also it needs to be. You also can't like make you know thirty one million dollars and beat your girlfriend half to death in an elevator if you're in piping. Like, you can do that in football. Oh, oh, it can be done. Uh, I don't think that's true at all, Oh, I've Josh. definitely beaten a girlfriend to de- oh, half to death in an elevator. I just didn't make $31 million. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't your girlfriend, by <laughs> oh, the way. Oh, right, right, sorry. <clears throat> but no, I think we, were, we were just feeling it out. You see it worse than that. Well, okay, so What's you that? make a point, Josh. The end game is not the same. True, but, the, but Andrew's got a very good point. The system is what makes it work, is that it starts so yeah. young. And that it's so consistent through all the upgrades, if you will, from Pop Warner, Little League, whatever you want to call it, to the next level, to the to the to the sixth grade team, to the junior varsity team, to the varsity team, to the college team, to the DC or so. What do they call it in uh, you know uh, collegiate um, division two, division one, et cetera, whatever you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's there's so many levels to work your way up. Canadian, well, let's well, say, I mean, but Canadian and, football league, whatever. Let, <laughs> well, also, like, let me I just. Think like Doogie's the only, Doogie's the only person collecting data on this for piping, right? Like at this point, the most know. interesting thing that's coming out of this is what you talked about at the beginning of the show, which is you have you have someone submitting a before recording. You're tracking the courses they went through, what they did, did they do well, did they do bad? Like at, you know recordings along the way. Like you're I don't I don't know how much of this you're keeping, but like you're creating these profiles of like okay, whether or not whether or not I know why you clicked join at point a or clicked leave at point B. I know everything you did along the way. 
So I can you can at least start to build models on, okay, here's how you make a Piper. Right, correct. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, we're not really, there's not really a question about how to do that uh, at this stage. You know, what you need is like, you know, um, what you need is to teach people how to teach Pipers. It's what you really need to do. Right. Uh, and and as far as we're concerned, uh, there's not really a question about how you might go, go about doing that. You know, we just have to break down some of the paradigms and, and the way that people think about operating their organizations. Um, you know, right. most of us, like like you said, most of us are so disconnected from how we started and, and we're hooked on, on the idea of higher level playing. Um, and we have been for so long, we're just completely disconnected from, uh, you know, what we might, like really simple things that actually don't take that much time that we could be doing in order to continue to build the base. Right, and the base um, is so key because so, essentially you build a giant base and then hope that 20% of them get the bug, if you will. I mean, or tr- maybe hope is the wrong word, but sort of give them they set will. up, set up yeah, a no, system it's not that's, hope, it's, no, get it, that, that yeah. uh, takes advantage of that opportunity when they do, right? Well, and I have a question uh, for both of you. I'll have uh, Doogie first and then you, Fusco. Do you think there is more of a shortage in the states of uh, – students willing to advance to a to a, like a parade or grade four level or do you think there's more of a shortage of instructors to get them there hmm. uh, so i have to go first yeah I mean, uh, I- so i um so there are little league teams all across america there's there's probably hundreds and thousands of little league teams okay and i would probably i would i would uh I would guess that very few of them have ever ever played Major League Baseball, right? The coach, uh, the yet, coaches, you mean? But they, but they coach the foundation of Major League Baseball, right? So, so there's no the shortage of teachers. Anybody who can play, uh, anybody who can play, who's at least remotely dialed in to the basic fundamentals, they should be out there teaching the basics. Uh, but they should be. You know, but they just need they just need help as to what the right way to do that would be, and and you know what what the sort of trajectory you might take somebody through would be, um, and uh, yeah. So there's I think there's tons and tons of teachers, and I think there's tons and tons of people who would give bagpiping a try. We just have to focus on that. Well, don't you think like some take the MLB for example, like they that's the, major league baseball for our international. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, so like. They have systems set up to train the guys at the absolute lowest levels. And granted, you have to take advantage of it, of course, and there's only so much that they can do. But but they're like teaching people at the lowest levels because they know in the long run, because they have a long run look at this thing, like they're looking 30, 40 years out, like it's going to benefit us for our T-ball coaches to know what the fuck they're doing, at least at least from a fundamental standpoint, right? Right, well, why do people coach Little League, right? Well, and a lot of, a lot of people coach... You also Literally. get a longer it's, chain, it's right? Really like, well, sorry, what was that, Andrew? I was just going to say, why do people coach Little League? Um, it's so that their kids can have a great experience. Right. It's the exact. It's the exact same reason. Uh, many many of us should be teaching piping, and you know, uh, it's like I kind of think if 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 you're out there piping and you have kids, you should make sure your band has a beginner program and set something up so your kids can have a cool experience. Good experience. Yeah. Um, you know. When they when they come of age, as it were. But you know, uh, that's why people coach little league. I, I kind of picture, 
a world where, you know, that's going on in piping too. Maybe that's what we're missing though. Like maybe I, in, and not, not necessarily in like a feeder program for kids to learn and have fun and whatever. I think just management. I think that like we, we run into a problem where you and I are so just overwhelmed with the adults that we're dealing with now, as far as like trying to get music together that we don't have someone that's like enthusiastic to teach the basics to tiny humans. For yeah, us you, you guys might not have, you guys, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Uh, uh, you guys might not have enough people, but I think in general bands, you know, in general, in a situation like yours, you guys should be focused on the top band, you know, and, but you should have people in there uh, teaching your beginner program, which should operate super smoothly, uh, really, really easily, you know, and should be super fun to do, but they should be in there teaching the beginner program, not you guys. Um, and you guys are the ones that would deal with the outliers as they come up through. The people are actually kind of serious about digging in and potentially reaching the higher levels, right? Like you're kind of going about, you know, you're kind of thinking about it the wrong way if, you, if you're just thinking, oh, I ain't got time for that. Because um, it's true, and you shouldn't because, you know, your people of your caliber should be earmarked for, you know, developing the higher rungs of the ladder. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think it's. Uh, I don't think. I don't think we fell into a trap of. I don't have time for that. I think the trap we fell into was like, well, if we want it to be done the right way, we have to overextend and do everything. Correct. I definitely have done that. So I think. Well, and that's what, what that's about what about the that? dojo Although, wants to get involved in. I would also like, say that you know, you're way better with like super new people than you. Well, that you're doesn't better, mean I'm good at it. You're better at teaching. <laughs> you're better at teaching overall than I am. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm good at like new people, especially people that are kind of half-assed. So we need a we need a we need a but third Andrew, leg to well, our this, tripod. But this man. is what well, this is what Andrew's talking about. Is like again, we haven't advertised this significantly yet. But the dojo was talking about this ten thousand piper across the United States thing, where we. Everybody within the organization is responsible for everybody below them, if you will. So, like, in a sense, and this is the thing we've had a lot of hard time people buying into, especially in our organization, where, like, all our all the people that we're teaching on a Tuesday night, you know, we're doing currently, they are all the ones teaching the beginners. But to get them to buy in, like, we are all part it's of hard, the system. Yeah. Uh, like you got to make it happen. Like it's like, all right, guess what? You have no choice. Guess That's a what? good idea. Yeah. I mean, I think realistically it should be kind of like everybody has a, everybody has Except a, the guy that can't fucking tell you where the beats are. We don't even, want him. To. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even like a new thing, right? Like we're just stealing this from the Jedi. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like, no, this is, the, this is, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a, a master to have a Padawan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Correct. Absolutely. Like as soon as you're up to, as soon as you're up to like kilted, okay, now you need to take on a student. Correct. Correct. Because how much did we learn? No, that's not really correct. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. Why not? Why not? So look, the, uh, the, way that, the way that it works, right, the way to do it is for everybody in your advanced band. So, you know, in the band that goes out and competes on the field, right, their responsibility is not to do a million parades. Their responsibility is to teach beginners, right? So... You know, the average competition band, let's say there's 20 people in it, and those are your teachers, right? And those are the people who, if you want to compete with us, you're going to be doing some teaching. Or for our com if it's our competition the, band, it's two teachers? Well, yeah, we're doing way less numbers. We're talking like six people that well, are local. Well, you got to 
but you're going to have to build up you're going to have to build up your program and and it won't take you long to get to that point right now meanwhile everybody in the middle uh, those are the people out there doing parades and performances um, you know and on and helping the band raise money and helping other people attain experience and providing the structure for outliers to ascend through into your competition band right so so everybody, it's not that everybody is involved in teaching, it's that everybody has a specific role play in the organization based on, you know, what their aptitude is, basically, or, or what their level of commitment and drive is sure. as well. So that's the idea. It's like, you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm sure we'll refine what our idea of the system is over time, but that's the, that's the basic idea. Um, and everybody can learn how to operate their band in that way, you know. Instead of crushing, instead of crushing souls in grade five, your you know your peak, like your peak goal that you think maybe someday you might be able to do, right? You just work on building the system. So crushing souls in grade three or grade two is just a matter of time, really. Um, and yeah, for a lot of people listening, like, oh, I'm never going to get to a grade two level. Fine, you know, but you can build an organization where. Plenty of people will pass you just statistically. You know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in three or four or five years, and and like, if you can put your ego aside, that'll be great. And your organization will even pass the level that you are currently able to uh, produce. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're gonna, you know, and that's what we're going to get involved in. We're gonna, we're going to. Um, you know, we're we're going we're going to help teach bands how to do that. Which you know, it's it's not that we're angels at it yet either. You know, we're going to have to get good at it as well. Uh, but but that's the basic idea. Right. Well, so so I have I have uh, some questions that are purely for my own edification. Okay. Because uh, one of the things that I've run into is uh, I'm shit at playing bagpipes. <laughs> And and the reason I think I'm shit at playing bagpipes is because I've been such a yes man for the organization and making the organization thrive and survive uh, <coughs> to my own detriment. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just want to jam, dude. I just want to play good music. Doogie, what, what is the solution for people who were thrust into teaching positions because they were senior players or more advanced players in the band, but really that's not their interest. Their interest is more, you know, I want to see how good I can be, not necessarily hamstring myself to make people be able to play Green Hills in the right tempo. Right. You know, the solution, um, the solution is to teach in groups, I think. You know, like that's what I, that's what I see as the solution. Um, so if, 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 you're spend, if you're basically trading know all of your time to teach people one-on-one I think that's where you know I don't know that, that that's where people go wrong I think you know I, there is a, pl- a time and place for one-on-one teaching but it's only once a player has a foothold and and has the fire lit under them right so the solution for you is to refuse to teach for Andy uh, until he's entered a system that actually makes sense and has the prospect <laughs> uh, and has the prospect of actually um, Growing into something real. Well, and like, yeah, so, why would you assume Josh would know what that is? Well, I have been. Um, I've learned, I don't. I don't. But he knows <laughs> what he's doing isn't working. And that's because I know. Dude, I know, I know what I we're don't. doing isn't working. Like, I know that I don't because I. This was never my intention. Like, 
despite being a yes man, like education and growth was never my intention. Like I want to see like, Hey, how far can I go? Uh, yeah, but now you're a leader and you have no choice. Now now I'm kind of shoehorned when into you're, it. When you're in a leadership yeah. position, guess what? The organization is more important than you are, regardless. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think that's true. I don't think the organization has to be more important than you are. I just think you have to, you have to pay to play, right? So picture a massive organization, right, mm-hmm. which, is, which is what you'll build up over three to five years. Picture a massive organization, right? and you're competing in the top level band, whatever that is, who cares what the grade level is, but you're competing in the top level organization, you should be able to focus on playing at a really high level, okay, what you need to be doing. That's what the organization needs you to be doing, right? So all you have to do to pay your dues is to teach a group of beginners for, let's say, 45 minutes a week before band practice. If that's all you had to do, it would be perfectly fine and it wouldn't bother you in the least, right? Well, I I have some maybe. I have some disagreements cuz like one of the things for me that I've realized as we have been uh quarantined is I find that I can get further with a person by themselves in 20 minutes than I can with a group in an hour. Yeah, but it's not about how far you get with them, I don't think. It's it's about giving everybody exposure to the ideas and seeing what cream rises to the top. Okay, I get it. So That's an interesting Okay, so that's an interesting lar- mentality. Lar- large yeah. numbers, more people and maybe you get, and then and then once you find the guy that's going to take you and run so with out it, of out of 3, <laughs> you push you push the one up. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. We don't really have that option. Well, and then you think you more about right, think right more now. about 10, right? So, let's say Let's say you're teaching a group of ten people. Three of them are going to be are, are going to be clearly like of greater aptitude. It could be for any number of reasons. Maybe they have previous musical experience. Maybe their family is Scottish. Maybe uh, their sister is a Highland dancer. Whatever. Who knows? Who cares what the reason is? But you know, there will be three people who are clearly like getting the picture, right? And so they need to be moved on uh, to the next group of high aptitude people, right? Like it, it, it's like a Think of it as a machine rather than a process of teaching one person at a time. I just think that's a luxury um, we don't have. Like, I don't think we you have think a luxury. We don't have the. It's a luxury we don't have. Like, I mean, when was the last time we sat on a group of ten students? Eight years. Well, that's never. and that's yeah, like, like <laughs> but and see, like, and then now, now you're uncovering the real reason. I think, you know, so many bands aren't successful. Is there's, you, you know, actually having students. Or even somebody who's willing to try is not even that's not actually the first layer of the pyramid, right? So, the 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 first layer of a successful pipe band program is the recruit system. It's not your beginner program, right. and so we have to get good. We have to get good at recruiting new players, and we have to have a plan and a system for doing that. This is huge. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many flyers do you hand out and people to join your big program? At all of the events that you play at, and at the Las Vegas Highland Games, like per year, how many flyers do you go through? I wouldn't know this. I, it was this would be like the it's board. It's a trick question. The board. It's a, it's a trick question because you're not doing it right. You're not doing it in a systematic way. I'm willing to bet. Uh, so we've for our done concert, it, yeah, but our we concert, wouldn't we have a way to track it at the games. At the games uh, last year, I don't believe. LVPB put up a booth. I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah. But in the past, we usually put up a tent of pure for pure recruitment purposes and hand out flyers and like car, not flyers, like little three by five cards, cards or yeah. whatever. You know, 
and like, hey, join and, the band. And does and the stuff. flyer say, does the, the flyer say, come learn to play bagpipes for free? I don't, I don't remember. This was yeah. two years ago now. I was probably. running the game, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, and that was not at all what I was involved in. I was the music guy and not the recruitment guy. <laughs> so I don't know, to be honest. But probably not. I don't know. And, and I'm pretty sure we didn't do it for free. So why is that important? Tell me about that. Well, because uh, the bag the bagpipe is very – well, you can think about other sports too. I mean, people try football and baseball for free too, by the way. You know what I mean? Like you start by throwing a ball around the yard, right? So it needs right. to be the same sort of thing for anything and especially something as obscure as piping that most people have not seen on TV, right? If you're going to get them in the door, it's going to have to be free for free free at least for a, a <laughs> while for them to know – that it's uh, that it's something they want to do. You know those commercials, the free for free free commercials. No, I, but it makes me laugh to hear you yeah, say that. Like, uh, <laughs> but but here's uh, so so here's uh, and we're we're kind of you know we're getting in. I know we're getting into the uh, end of your allotted time, uh, Andrew. But, you gotta go. Let us know. Yeah. But uh, here's what I kind of want us to focus on for final thoughts. I want to know, and we'll go across with uh, Doogie first, then you, Fuko, uh, then me, because I have to hit stop record at some point. Um, (laughs) What do you think is... I want to get back into the subject. Like, What do you think is the value for a medium to advanced level player to spend less time on their playing and more time on creating these 10,000 new players? And we'll start with you, Doogie. So uh, what, can you formulate that into an actual question? Yeah. So <laughs> what does a medium to advanced level player get out of creating a uh, 1,000 new pipers? Who 2,000 or, you know, 1,000 new pipers who 200 of which may actually get to a parade level? I don't know. Like what does a, what does a, a member of society get out of paying taxes? Did you, did you answer my question with a question? I did, but it's the same sort of thing. So, so it's like it's basically, uh, it's basically the dues you pay to be in my organization is that you pitch in with a small amount of teaching on a weekly basis. Right. And so, uh, you know, nobody that's what in you our get. band plays pays dues. And guess what? They don't fucking play gigs. So and they don't teach either. They don't do anything other than receive benefit of being taught. Right. So I think Doogie, in the perfect to world, you, like, right? What, how how would you structure this? And assume assume you only have like six people to work with. Yeah, maybe eight. <laughs> if you only have six people to work with, then you need to start from the very bottom, and those six people need to be working on recruitment and a beginner program uh, in an effort to produce an actual parade band, an uh, actual well-stocked parade band. That's what people should be focused on doing. Uh, so that you can, so that you can, uh, you know, develop the foundation to actually support an ongoing competition band, yeah, right? Like that should be obvious, but it's not because it's hard. It's kind of hard work-ish. But if you actually want a successful band, you're gonna have to do that successfully in one form or another. Um, now, the good news is you have an opportunity to create a culture of people. Uh, for whom giving back and teaching is built into their DNA from square one, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's absolutely. not going to be a big issue. Like that particular issue that you're concerned about, Josh, 
is not going to be a big issue. It might be right now because we have a bunch of people in our band who are used to a culture that's, you know, barely sustainable at best. And so, you know, they're going to have to get with the program. And we're also all going to have to start thinking in a five-year window instead of a year-to-year window, right? So so potentially the issue could be that we're uh, trying to change the tire while the car is moving down the road. Absolutely. And the other the other thing, too, is like I think we already um, talked about it a little bit in this show, although I already I lost my train of thought as I was saying that. Um, I'm staring but, at yeah, the, the webcam as if Doogie's just a robot that his head looks like this now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Doogie, you're the robot that I'm staring at. But the uh, the other thing, too, is like people – we already talked about this. Aha, here we go, which is people just go to band practice – for the social element anyway. So who cares if you're socializing at a you know struggling grade four level or at a kick-ass parade band level? Who really cares? Especially if it's just for a year or two while you build a kick-ass foundation. Mm. Right? Like what people really want. If you if you query your band, the small number of people there, like why are they really in the band? It's because they're all friends and they're having a good time. So be friends, building a great program that ultimately has a great competition band instead of being a group of friends that struggles at, you know, at the bottom level of whatever grade you're currently in. Right. Just change the paradigm. Change the paradigm slightly I for like a couple it. of years. I like it. I'm incredibly frustrated by this. Why? I want to know why. I'm confused. Because he's right, and I hate him when Doogie's Don't right. Don't you hate when Doogie's fucking right? <laughs> he's fucking not a fucking dumb Doogie. guy, man. He's fucking smart. Doogie's always right. But he's a dick, tri- but he's smart. <laughs> it drives I'm me a nuts. Dick, I'm a dick, but I'm smart. It drives me nuts. Quarter of the year. That makes, that makes so much sense to me. Let me ask you one thing before I move on to my thoughts about this, Andrew. Cause Do I wish I was just stupid? Yes. <laughs> Don't you wish it was... You could be like me. You're like one of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. You can so, be like me, stupid but strangely talented. I want you to give us, our audience, a recommendation that they should go listen to. Uh, go like on YouTube or whatever. Like, hey, like a musical recommendation. A musical recommendation okay. from a piping perspective. Hey, go listen to this. This is a good thing to listen to. This shit slaps. Like from an exciting standpoint. Don't give me like I don't want to hear Al, uh, you know, Alistair Gillies MSR from. 1988. But do they potentially want to hear Alistair Henderson live at Celtic Thanksgiving? They definitely YouTube, do. search Las Vegas Pipe Band? They definitely do. But like, I'm curious, like, what's a what's an amazing medley to you? Like, what turns you on from a medley performance? Uh, well, I mean, that's a loaded question. Only if you answer the one yeah. that you fucking arranged. Fine. I'll just, <laughs> I, I will just, I, I'm just going to throw out, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I, I'm going to give you the greatest medley of all time. I Asterix. Tribute. I love it. <laughs> Tribute. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, oh, go it was ahead. a cold and winding road. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could, you know, I can actually play tribute on the guitar. Dude, pull out your guitar right now. I want to hear this. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's finish the episode first. Save I will wait. I will wait to hear this. Save that for the <laughs> save that for the post show with the Patreon audience. Okay, okay. So go ahead. Go. What's your answer? Um, so <clears throat> this is the greatest medley of all time, Asterix, which is <clears throat> SFU Pipe Band 1996. Greatest medley ever conceived. Really? What is it called? Does it have a name? I will look it up. Uh, it's called SFU Pipe Band Medley 
1996. It, it ends with the Cape Breton Fiddlers. Okay, and were you in the band at the time? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's what the asterisk was for. Okay. Should we start naming our medleys? We should. So no. uh, let's 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 wait have our well, like grade four. Wait nobody cares. First. Let's make our <laughs> let's make our G four medley. Uh, we'll call it the uh, Clip Puncher medley. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's just be offensive as hell. I just want to hear clip puncher medley. I just want to hear <laughs> someone announce that. I need Bob World to say that. Oh <laughs> yeah, the game's like coming from Las Vegas, Nevada, playing the clip puncher medley. <laughs> A Las Vegas pipe band. Oh, that would be so fucking funny. Oh god. Look, listen, Glenn Cavito is the champion of naming shit weird shit and getting it announced at a microphone. But we can we oh, can yeah. outdo him. The challenge is to yeah. outdo him. So like, the, so like the uh, they're too far march, drunk at the line, <laughs> followed by the Strathspeys, tongue punch, the fart box. <laughs> one hold on, I got ending, one question. Ending with the real shite in the kilt. Hit <laughs> your kilt. I just can't get through one show with you guys without it devolving into this sort oh, of thing. God. So, uh, so <laughs> Doogie uh, very articulated, very well articulated his final thoughts as far as uh, what do you do? I, I forget the question. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, it, it came into um, essentially how do you convince your medium or advanced level players that they have to be involved by teaching? They, they have to not only take the instruction from the top down, but also give from the bottom. Well, I struggle with this because for many reasons, but I'm, I'm also a very passive person, generally speaking. But you got to create the culture where they, they have to give back to the organization by teaching because they're not doing any fucking thing else. Right? They're not practicing. That's for damn sure. certainly not doing anything else. So, And just to be clear, nobody's teaching until they are legit players correct not grade one not grade one players but you know legit people who can play bagpipes and correct embellishments you know yeah i, I don't want we, we I don't have want, enough i don't want those. you to think i don't want you to think people are teaching right away i mean no, no, like, no, no, no. they're going to be developing for you know a number of years before they're going to be involved in uh you know in the teaching aspect no, so the first step we've might got be enough of those people that can teaching teachers that. But we talked about this like a year ago, right? Oh, teaching yeah, teachers, man. and and we started this a little bit. But I think the program is important to have that in place so that we they have they know what they're doing. Just make them pay for it and fucking do the channelrant.com slash suck less. The other thing though is that okay, so, so this could be our fault. This could be American bands in general. I don't know. We're in charge. Everything's but we, our fault. Well, yes, in the end, yes, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but in the end, like. We let people get away with so much. They have to do nothing. And they have no buy-in. And this is what I like about the 10,000 Piper thing is we have to <clears throat> it force it. The uh, Pipers we have have to be just in spot. Uh, just let them go because at this point they, they're never going to get anywhere. Just get new ones. Make new ones. Um, well, you got to make new ones. That's can true. I, Throw out the throw out the baby with the bathwater. Go ahead, Andrew. I know you have something to say. Go ahead. So the reason the reason that you let them get away with with doing nothing is because you can't afford to lose them. 
So Correct. You, that's the first thing that that's the first thing that you have to change. Because guess what? Unless you're a grade one player, you or grade one Python rather, you're gonna have to be ready to lose players because great players are always gonna want to move on somewhere else. So you need to have so many people, and you need to be having such a great time that when inevitable attrition occurs, it's not a big deal and doesn't upset the apple cart. Correct. But we need numbers for that. Well, and what Doogie is saying is if you don't have numbers, put shock collars on the four or five people you have. <laughs> and if they try no. to if they try to leave the practice hall, zap, baby. You know what I'd like to see? And this might get edited out once Andrew. Officially what not what I was saying. But let's put shock collars on Andrew Douglas and Eric Olette. Oh, I was actually going to do a with shock. controls in each other's hands and see what happens. <laughs> I was going to do. I was going to do for our world's bet, assuming the world's had happened, which it's not going to. Our world's bet this year was going to be one of us has to wear a shock collar through the entire episode, and we were going to have Megan on to oh hold the remote. God. Oh my god, dude, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> well, you didn't want to get maced. No, I don't want to get maced. Shock collar it isn't permanent. It's like you feel it at the time, and it's over. Mace Neither is like is mace. My eyes are going to be blind for the rest of my life. Nah, that's not how mace works. I don't know. I have no idea, but I don't want chemicals in my eyes. <sighs> so, uh, so your final thoughts are you don't want chemicals in your eyes. I do not. I think I think this 10,000 Piper thing is a great idea. Granted, I do work for the dojo. I will say that out loud. But <laughs> we, uh, don't have to, we don't have to disclose our interests. <laughs> We're not NPR, dude. I think we do. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. But... A wise man once said to me, Len Wood of the Phoenix Pipe Band. Smart man. Numbers solves everything. A large band solves all your problems because you can place people where you need them. And one, you can raise money by parade players. You don't don't get overly involved in like emotional, uh, overly emotional about the, where they're going to end up. If you have large numbers, you're going to have people that are going to filter to the top, cream to the top kind of thing like Andrew's talking about, 20% or whatever it is, whatever yeah. the number is. Probably like five. That are going to filter into your pipe, your competition band that are going to be good. But in the end, number solves all. So how, but what do we do? The most important thing is to start from the baseline, recruitment. Andrew's, uh, Andrew's absolutely right. We do not do this well. We skip this part significantly. Well, it's because we're trying to, change the tire while we're rolling down the road. Correct. Here's We've a question. Got to get have. better at the recruitment part. Here's a, here's a question I have for you. All and right. uh, Doogie, feel free to chime in after Fusco answers. Um, would you be willing to put a one to two year hiatus on competition solely to build parade? This has crossed my mind many a time because as we've discussed with the dojo, so many people inside the dojo have gotten so much better, so much faster, because when we're I, really sucking the dojo dick right now. It's, I it's promise you, I, yeah. I don't mean to do it. I, it's not my intention. To it's do actually, that. I, it's actually good. But but uh, when I work with the students, and our focus is a fundamental, not playing in the band. Which I, listen, I am an active fucking cunt because. In the band, I am getting people... My whole goal is to get people to play better in a competition band. But from the dojo perspective, all I care about is their growth as a piper. Not And and I tell people this all the time. When I'm on the strategy calls, hopefully this doesn't get me fired. But when I'm on the strategy calls, I tell people, like, 
Our goal for you as a dojo student is to be a better piper. Guess what's going to happen when you become a better piper? Everything else you want is going to just happen. Yeah, you're going to be a, you're going to fit into it's your gonna band. Be easy. You're going to fit into your band better. You're going to be a solid player, and nobody's going to ever look at you because you know how to tune yourself. You know how to well, like, calibrate like your jury. You know how to do everything. It's like boot camp. Yes, if you if the fundamentals are strong, everything else will take care of itself. In our band, we do not do that. Because, and I tell people all the time, the mistake bands make all the time is that they're focused on getting you in the band, not teaching you to be a good Wait, piper. Wait, but that's what we've done. We do it all the fucking time. It's that a was your idea. <laughs> I know. We all do it. Every pipe band in existence okay. in grade four Okay, so if from. we took, okay, so let's say, let's say we take Doogie's advice. It's a five-year plan. But hold on. Let me back up. Your idea of like, let's pull out of competition and just teach people to be good pipers, and then they'll just filter in. All I need them to to do is the fundamentals right. I need them to be able to tune themselves, uh, blow to a target point, i.e. the sweet spot, and we're play still, good a lap ASAP and play the beat. That's all I need is a grade four level. That's all I fucking need. But we're still trying to fix the car while it's moving down the road, man. Like We are now, like, but I'm if learning, I take them back and pull like, out a competition, but we're going to lose drummers if we do that. Eh, well, you know, we can work with the drummers, but like the thing at the end of the day, like the problem we're going to run into is like I'm dealing with fundamental shit on my lessons. Like when I'm working with people, I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, but your P guy isn't the same level as like your, I got bad grace notes. I got crossing noises. I got shit that it's just like, you've learned wrong. So let's ask Andrew about this. What would you do with what we're dealing with right now? Like, let's say you came into our band and moved to Las Vegas and became the pipe manager of Las Vegas pipe band. Oh, please do. What would, what, how would you approach what to do? <clears throat> Uh, I think you guys are. I think you guys are having. I think this is the correct discussion to be having. Well, for we sure. are geniuses. I mean, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Yeah. But what would you do? I'm curious. I mean, uh, in the situation you're in right now, I mean, if you're interested in long-term success of any kind at any grade, you've got to. You got to. Uh, you know, you've got to develop your beginner program. Whether or not you need to hang it up with your competition band, you know, that's if you're going to lose a bunch of people that you need, then uh, you know it becomes a difficult question. We're dealing with that locally as well. You know, we're having these types of discussions locally, and sure. um, and at the at the moment, we're still competing because we have lots of people who want to do that. And and remember, like, you know, that that's sort of the dessert at the that's sort of the uh, pudding after you have your meat, right? So what we want our folks to do is come teach, and then we'll have band practice immediately after, um, and that's sort of how we're structuring it. So, you know, so we're still planning to compete, um, but uh, it's the right discussion to be having. So I got a jet, guys. What what do we got? How do we wrap this thing up? Well, uh, honestly, yeah. Can you hear Bueller? me? Bueller? Hello? Hello. Yeah, I can hear. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, I think we've had some actually very interesting things that happened today on this on this episode, like uh, the discussion about <laughs> when do you when do you hang up your competition hat to focus on your base? Can you build a strong house on sand? Uh, apparently, <laughs> we cannot. We cannot. We are terrible at it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just gotta say, Doogie, thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, love you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Uh, stay safe with the family and uh, at the end of the day I suppose it's time to play us out wait 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 don't play us out yet don't oh wait you got something yet. to say are we still on yeah, oh, yeah don't oh, yeah. play us out yet so wh- here's what I would say is please don't 
please, if if like if what we talked about today inspired you and you want to do this with your band, please call me because I promise you, no matter who you are, I promise you, I've thought about this uh, in way, 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 way more depth than you, and I want to share my thoughts with you so that you can get started and do this the right way. And we're also actively doing this right now too. So if you're out there listening to the show and you want to, you know, make your band successful, call me. Yep, you can, and you can get in touch with him at chanaran at gmail.com. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>